0: Welcome to our Heart for Scripture video this week. Uh, how much of life, so how much of your life, how much of our life is like this? We, we just, we simply don't know. We, we oftentimes, we don't know a lot of things. We, we don't understand the why of the circumstances we face, all that's going on. Sometimes we don't even know That we don't know, that we're missing information, that that we don't see the bigger picture, uh, the greater reality going on. And and that's where the fight of faith is just so important. You know that. Uh, The fight of faith is so important. We really do walk by faith and not by sight, trusting that God really is who he says he is. We really are who he says we are that His purposes for us are good, that He's in control, that He's ruling all things, that He's working all circumstances for our good, that He's He's refining us, that He's sanctifying us. We have to trust Him for that because uh, so often it just doesn't appear to be the case. Well, this week in our reading, uh, we're, we're reading two Old Testament books, I think, that make this reality very clear. Esther is an incredible story. It is an incredible story about faithful and courageous people who don't know what's going on. They don't have all the information, but they do their best with what they can to seek to be faithful in the midst of it. One of the things that people have pointed out about the book of Esther that's so interesting is God is never explicitly mentioned. Uh, it's very unusual for a book in the Bible, but it communicates something actually very profound to us. Even when God is most hidden, He's still present. He is still working. He is preserving and accomplishing His saving purposes. That's what the book of Esther is full of. So as you read it, have a mind for that. Look for that. Uh, when Haman creates the plot to destroy all the Jews and the king agrees with the plan and they set a date, they set the plan in motion and it appears like there's no hope for God's people. They will be destroyed. Mordecai goes to Esther and this is what he says. This is Esther four fourteen. For if you keep silent at this time, he's saying this to Esther. If you keep silent at this time, Relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews from another place. Now, you love that faith. <laughs> it's, a, it's pretty amazing. But you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have not come to the kingdom for such a time as this. God's providence. We learn about God's providence in the book of Esther. We also learn about human responsibility. The planning and, and the courage and the faith of God's people, of Mordecai and of Esther. They're inspiring. Don't you want to be like these people? They're in exile. They're under Persian rule, and yet they're serving the king. They're seeking to do good. When Esther hears of this plan to destroy her people, she realizes she has a chance. She has a chance, a role to play that God has given her at the risk of her life to help Uh, save her people. So this happens in chapter 4 verse 15. Then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, go gather all the Jews to be found in Susa and hold a fast on my behalf and do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my young women will also fast as you do. There it is an expression of trust in the Lord and of seeking him. And then she says, then I will go to the king, though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. (laughs) It's just inspiring. Let's be inspired to trust the Lord and to do what He's called us to do, even when we don't know what the outcome is going to be. We learn about God's providence. We learn about human responsibility. You also see the folly of human wickedness in the book of Esther. There's so many ironic moments in this book, all highlighting the fact that God will prevail No nation, no king, no conniving, manipulative person can thwart God's perfect purposes. Haman not only has to parade Mordecai around in honor, in the very honor that he himself was wanting for himself, but also Haman ends up getting hanged on the very gallows that he built for Mordecai. It's just to make it obvious God rules. The day on which the Jews were supposed to be destroyed by their enemies ended up being a day when the Jews destroyed their enemies. God is in charge. God will accomplish His purposes. Who is like Him? All glory belongs to Him. Who is a God like you? Uh, That's what this story gets us to. You know, the book of Job tells us a similar thing. God's not out of control. God's not arbitrary in His dealings with man. Christopher Ash who wrote a wonderful commentary on the book of Job, if you could read it, Uh, he says this, even the devil works for the glory of God. It's powerful, why? Because God's on his throne, because he reigns over even the evils of this world and he's reigning in goodness and he's reigning in wisdom and perfect sovereignty. Yeah, it takes Job a long time to figure out God's character And yes, we need a 42-chapter book to teach us how to think about suffering and God's sovereignty. But aren't you so grateful for the Bible? Aren't you so grateful for God's Word that helps us understand, that teaches us these hard things to learn so that we might trust Him and live for Him no matter the circumstance, situations that we face? So may this week in your reading, may you see Esther's story as your story, because God preserved his people that he might fulfill his saving purposes to bring Christ as our savior to rescue us. So Esther's story is your story. And uh, that's what he's done, that's what he'll always do. May, May the reading this week inspire you to trust the Lord, to live for his good will, and to seek to do your best even though you don't know all the outcomes or circumstances.